Providentially, on this Father's Day weekend, our scripture readings reveal some important truths about the fatherhood of God, which is the source of all human fatherhood, as well as the model for it. For example, in our first reading from Exodus 19, God the Father says to his Old Testament children in Israel, You have seen for yourselves how I treated the Egyptians, how I bore you up on eagles' wings and brought you here to myself. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be a special possession to me, dearer to me than all other people, though all the earth is mine. It's very clear from that passage of the Bible. God the Father protects his children. He watches over his children. He instructs his children in the truth. He guides his children in righteousness. And he disciplines them when necessary. So do all good human fathers, both the natural kind, which so many of you are, and the spiritual kind, like yours truly. Remember, we priests are fathers as well. Earthly fathers also make sacrifices in imitation of the Heavenly Father. Although God, our Heavenly Father, was willing to sacrifice much, much more than he asks any of us human fathers to sacrifice. We're reminded of that in today's second reading from Romans 5, where St. Paul tells us that God, our Almighty Father, was willing to sacrifice his only begotten Son, so that we might become his adopted sons and daughters. Paul says God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then in today's Gospel reading, we see God the Father providing for his New Testament children, a group which includes all of us, by appointing, through his Son, fathers to act in his name and to shepherd his church. It says, Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and illness. The call of the twelve apostles was a call to spiritual fatherhood in the church. This, incidentally, is one reason why women cannot be priests. It's because women cannot be fathers. Now, all of these truths about the fatherhood of God that we encounter in today's scripture readings, these are both good news and bad news for those of us who are fathers here on this earth. The fact that God is the source of human fatherhood and the model for it is actually very good news for one very important reason. It's good news because if we as fathers here on earth develop a relationship with the Heavenly Father through His Son Jesus Christ, we will become good earthly fathers ourselves. We will become more like the one we honor and worship. That's the good news. 
The bad news is, we will never be perfect at it. We will never be perfect in our fathering of our children, like God the Father is perfect. And that, my brothers and sisters, especially now I'm talking to my brothers, the fathers, <laughs> that's a big issue. Because I believe that when children look to their father, either their natural earthly father or their spiritual father in the church, when they do that, our children are unconsciously desiring to see a perfect reflection of God, their heavenly father. But there's no way that any of us human fathers can measure up. Not completely, anyway. Incidentally, this explains why people almost always have some complaint to register about their pastor. Even if he's just a wonderful guy. Like moi. There will always be some measure of dissatisfaction. And that's okay. I understand that. That's normal. Because you see, deep down inside, parishioners in every parish, parishioners in this parish, are looking for God the Father. And what they've got, what they're stuck with, is Father Ray. Or Father Greg, or Father Ken. Each of whom, by the way, has good points. Each of us is like God the Father in some dimensions of our personhood. But, be it Father Greg, or Father Ken, or Father Ray, none of us is exactly like God the Father. We also have our not-so-good points, our human failings and sins. So we can never measure up totally. And that's the way it is in the natural family, with natural fathers. Now this may sound strange to some of you dads, because if you go by what your children say, you might think that the last thing they're looking for in you is perfection. Based on what they say, it can seem like they want you to be permissive, non-judgmental jellyfish who let them do whatever the heck they want to do. If you go by what they say. But that is not the case. Now it's true, part of them wants you to be that way and let them do whatever they want. But deep down inside, where it really counts, they desire something different. They want a perfect reflection of their perfect Father in Heaven although they may never say it in quite those terms. I'll tell you when this came home to me in a very powerful way. A couple of months ago, at one of our Thursday night prayer share groups with our teenagers. Because of some of the things that had been going on in the community at the time regarding parents and parents not fulfilling their obligations, I decided that a very good topic for the discussion that night would be what makes a good parent? Teenagers, what do you think makes a good parent? There were 20 of them there that night at that youth group. They said a lot of things. In all honesty, some of them surprised me. And by the way, 
Please don't think that they told Father Ray what he wanted to hear. If you've ever been to one of our gatherings on Thursday night with the teenagers, you know they don't do that. They tell me exactly what's on their minds, which is precisely what I want them to do. That's how we help them grow. That's how they learn. Let me share with you now some of the things that were said that night. I wrote them down as the teenagers were saying them. Now these points apply to both mothers and fathers, but today I'll focus on them relative to dads because it is Father's Day. What makes a good parent? What makes a good father? These are the words of the teenagers. A good father acts his age, not his child's age. A good father is a parent first and a friend second. A good father is not afraid to discipline his children. However, he disciplines them with love. A good father sets a good example for his children. And let me say this, that remark was made in different ways several times during the discussion. What that said to me is that our young people are desperately looking for good role models. Deep down, they're looking for saints to emulate. And they want it to begin in their families, with their fathers and with their mothers. That's a hunger they have. A good father helps his children to understand why. A good father does not live by the saying, do as I say, not as I do. Once again, the idea of giving a good example. A good father gives his children the positive reinforcement they need. Here's an interesting one. This may surprise some of you. A good father trusts his children, but also verifies that they've been honest with him. See, they really do want you to check up on them. They tell you no! Get off my case! Stop messing around with my life! Oh no! Deep down, this is what they want. A good father is not afraid to say no. A good father takes an active role in his children's education and in their spiritual upbringing. Hear that, dads? Your children want you to do more than bring home the bacon. They want you to be a spiritual leader for them. They're looking for that. A good father doesn't put his own children down by comparing them to other children. Here's an interesting one, especially given what was going on in our community at the time with parents trying to get their children off from punishment. A good father allows his children to experience the consequences of their negative actions. He doesn't always try to bail them out of trouble. A good father tries to keep his children from growing up too fast. A good father doesn't give his children everything they want. A good father is consistent. A good father stands by his decisions. A good father doesn't try to live his life vicariously through his children. A good father makes his children earn their privileges. And finally, a good father 
speaks the truth to his children, whether they want to hear it or not. I didn't write that stuff. Those are the words of teenagers in this community. Now, I'm willing to bet that very few of those 20 teens who were there that night, I'm willing to bet that very few of them have ever said any of these things to their fathers or to their mothers. In most cases, their fathers and mothers probably think that these teens believe the exact opposite of what's expressed here. And dads, I hope that you were overwhelmed by those qualities I just read to you. You should have been. I was, as a spiritual father. Because what these young people are saying is that they desperately want you to be as good as God. And as I said before, there's no way you can be. But all of us fathers can be a lot better than we currently are. So today, let's ask God, the Father of all, through Jesus Christ, His Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, to give all of us dads the grace that we need to move a little bit closer to perfection, a little bit closer to that perfect fatherly ideal that our children are looking for in us.